You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you on a winning edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Charlotte snaps a three-game losing streak and makes a lot of history in the process of it, scoring a franchise-best 51 points. We're going to talk about why that 51 number in the opening quarter that Charlotte scored is so important a little bit later on here. But the Hornets win at 138-109 to in Milwaukee last night against Giannis Antetokounmpo and the rest of the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll talk about how this one shook out the way that it did. We'll talk about our top performers, and trust me, there are a lot to pick from in that category, and we're going to talk about some of the facts and figures from this one and what they mean for the franchise, what they mean for the team, and what they mean for some individuals and where they stand in Hornets history. And helping me out with all of these topics on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast is the one and only lead writer of Hornets.com. That is Sam Perley. Sam, thank you so much for joining me on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. I know we've had a couple of silver lining ones in the past together, especially on that West Coast trip where the Hornets went two and four, but finally we get a winning edition and boy was it a big one. Yeah, thank you for having me. As always, uh, always a lot more fun to come on here and talk about a win. And that was a, as I'm sure we'll dive into it, just a, a great all around end to end performance for the Hornets. I think safe to say maybe their best showing of the season against a team that many think is, is has a chance to be in the NBA Finals this year. So excited to break it down with you. Certainly the best game that Charlotte has played all season long and it got off to a great start. Charlotte, in fact, did not lead this one to start the game. The Bucks hit a three-pointer to lead the game here and get the scoring started early on in the contest, but then Charlotte ripped off an 11-0 run early on, led this one 14-6, and then it just exploded from there. The Hornets shoot 69% from the field in the first quarter, 20-29 from the field. They shot 50% from beyond the arc, 7-14, and they hit all four of their free throws. 51 points is a franchise 
record in a quarter. And again, we'll talk about that number a little bit later on here as well. Charlotte led it 51 to 28. Not necessarily terrible basketball for Milwaukee either. The Bucks were shooting around 42-44% there in the first quarter. Terry Rozier had a big first frame, 17.7 of 11 from the field, 3 for 6 beyond the arc. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, and this is something that we'll get to here in a few moments, but he was not a factor. He only had one point. He was 0 for 3 from the field. It didn't get better for Giannis in the second quarter. He had 6 points, 1 of 4 from the field, 4 for 9 from the charity stripe. Charlotte just continued to keep the pedal to the metal. 84 points in the first half. That is the most in a first half in franchise history. Of course, Charlotte had that really big outburst last year in Indiana to set the franchise record. That came in the second half. Charlotte led it 84 to 60 going into the locker room. Terry had 25 points. Lamella Ball, 19 points. 6 of 13 from the field. All six of those makes were from beyond the arc. He was, in fact, 6 of 9 from three-point land. P.J. Washington, that was the only little bit of a sour note here. He had to go to the bench early on in that second quarter, about five minutes into the second frame because he had three fouls. He did, however, already have 13 points racked up at that point of the game. And again, it did not really matter a whole lot. Charlotte just continued to grind it out. They protected that lead. They, in fact, only won the second quarter by one point, and they only won it the third quarter by one point. Then they were able to expand that lead a little bit in the fourth frame when the Bucks decided to call off the dogs because Giannis Antetokounmpo went to the bench at the 515 mark of the third quarter, and Milwaukee just waved the white flag. I know the Bucks were on their third game in four nights. They had a back-to-back earlier this week, and head coach Mike Budenholzer is one of those guys that really likes to rest his players. We've seen that in the past, especially last season when the Hornets went to Milwaukee and the entire starting five was resting on the second night of a back-to-back for Milwaukee. So it's not uncommon for the Bucks to do that, but they gave up on this one relatively early, I guess you could say. I mean, at that point, it was about a 24-point spread for the Hornets, so it was one of those things where they just called off the dogs and that was it. So Charlotte wins at 138-109. to Before we get to your thoughts, Sam, I think the biggest thing for me in this game was the fact that the Hornets were able to take Giannis Antetokounmpo out of the game early. They blitzed him up on the perimeter. They didn't allow him to get to the paint rather easily, and it forced a lot of turnovers. And here's what head coach Steve Clifford said after the game about that defense and just creating that picket fence that Giannis couldn't break through. Yeah, I mean, he only played 22 minutes too, so that was a big part of it. But I feel like our guys had good readiness. I mean, it wasn't, um, you know, he only took seven shots, you know, so it wasn't, I think, a typical, obviously, night for him at all. And uh, we did some good things. Um, so that that part, I was happy. We, when we get our defense set, you know, those are the nights that we've been better defensively. Giannis finishes with nine points, four rebounds, five of 11 from the free throw line, two of seven from the floor. At the end of the day, it snaps a 155-game streak for Giannis Antetokounmpo of when he scores in double figures when playing more than one minute. There was an instance where he played in one minute of a game and he got hurt, so they left that one out. But 155 consecutive games that Giannis scored in double figures, he did not get there last night. So, Sam, I know he only played 22 minutes like head coach Steve Clifford talked about, but at the end of the day, it was his game at the beginning. I know we talk a lot of times about how you can't win a game that necessarily in the first quarter and you can certainly lose it I think the Hornets proved that theory wrong last night yeah and I think Steve Clifford I think towards the end of the uh the road trip out west made a really good point about how it's such an advantage to be playing from in front out on the road because you know the home team is always going to have kind of the crowd on their back to kind of go to they're going to get a boost in the second half especially when you're playing a good team like Milwaukee 
And, you know, that's why you got to get out to good starts. We've seen the last few games with the Hornets, Memphis, Lakers. You know, they haven't gotten off to the best starts. They've been playing from behind, and they just didn't have enough at the end to kind of come up with the early hole. And, and that wasn't the case last night. I mean, they got off to, like you said, a tremendous, probably as best a start as you could imagine. Uh, the 51 points, I think, I'm not sure if you mentioned it, tied a NBA record for most points in the first quarter. And what really impressed me the most was not only the start they got off to, but they didn't relax. They kept it going. They kept building. They kept their foot on the gas. Playing out in front by that much on the road against a team like this, you always kind of expected them to make a run, and, and it just never happened for Milwaukee. It was it was kind of strange. I don't think they got closer than 21 after the first quarter, and obviously the defense on Giannis was, it was a big factor. I think they really frustrated him. Uh, I mean, he's been playing great. I mean, he's, he's had average, averaged almost 40 points the last eight games coming into last night, and uh, they got physical with him. They didn't allow any second-chance points. They got him to the free-throw line a, a good amount, but he was missing free-throws. And they take him out, and teams would go on a run. It just it, it really, I think the Hornets did a good job, and I think Giannis just had kind of an off night as well, and it kind of came together to be a you know really atypical night for him too. So really impressed with the start and really impressed with how the Hornets stayed composed over the final three quarters and didn't get relaxed. They kept their foot on the gas and, and closed this one out, and it really – Never felt like Milwaukee threatened at any point after the opening three or four minutes, to be honest. It got out of hand quickly, and it was a great change of pace because some of these wins that the Hornets have racked up this year are certainly some barn burners. But last night, left no doubt, 51 points there in that first quarter, like we've talked about. After the game, Sam Farber caught up with Mason Plumley right after the contest, and they talked about those 51 points, and Mason was a little surprised by that. Wow, that's um. I didn't realize we had 51, but I think obviously we shot the ball really well. But you know, I think we did a good job of um, you know running our offense, being sharp with it, and um, felt like a shoot around really transferred to the first quarter. Some numbers from last night's game: Terry Rozier finishes with a game high and a season high 39 points, almost reaches his career high of 43. He at least threatened it there. All five starters were in double figures, three of them north of 20. I included Lamelo Ball, who had 24. PJ Washington had 23. JT Thor in mop-up duty a little bit. He did play a little bit there in the first half, but mostly in mop-up duty did get into double figures with 10 points as well. Mason Plumlee had 17. He also had 15 rebounds and six assists. He was in fact on triple double watch going into the locker room. I want to say he had about eight points, 10 rebounds at that point of the game, and he had five assists as well. And then, like we talked about with Jalen McDaniels in that starting role, he also had 11 points. He was a rebound shy of a double-double as well. Sam, a couple more numbers before we move on to our top performers. These are the ones that stand out to me the most, I think. The second chance points, I know the Hornets, I think, had 15 there in the first half. They finished with 24 off of 13 offensive rebounds, so pretty much any time they got an offensive board, it was basically resulting in points. The other thing, too, they did a great job taking care of the basketball. They only had five total turnovers. On the other side, Milwaukee turned the ball over a ton, and the Hornets really took advantage of it. 17 turnovers for Milwaukee, 35 points off of those turnovers. They were able to get out and run in transition, and they were just able to have more shot attempts. They took 102 shots last night, the Hornets did, compared to just 84 for Milwaukee, and Charlotte hit it at a 52% clip. That's a recipe for success 11 games out of 10. Yeah, and that was a big point coming into this road trip was winning the possession game or, or valuing possessions. I think Steve Clifford spoke about it before the game that just too many stretches lately where they've gone three or four minutes without scoring or taking bad shots and it leads to runs for the other team and they kind of get out of it a little bit. We saw at the end of the first quarter against Memphis the other night, the points off turnovers last night and the difference between the two, it was a huge factor. I mean, to have five turnovers and only give up one point, I don't think I've ever seen one point off turnovers in an entire NBA game. And then 
to score 35 off 17. That was obviously a, a big factor. The second chance points, like you mentioned, on 11 of 14 shooting. Something else that really stuck out to me too was the Bucks only had 22 points in the paint and missed 17 shots in the paint. They were only 11 of 28. They were basically, you know, the Hornets let them shoot out of the three-point line, and, and they did shoot well. They actually shot exactly as the Hornets. Both teams were 20 of 48. The biggest difference was the Hornets got going inside the basket uh, in transition, second chance, had, you know, hitting their twos, and, and the Bucks just couldn't get anything going from inside the arc. So, uh, you know, there's a lot. You look at, the like we mentioned, there's a lot of areas in this box score that you can look at and be like, that was really good that's you know if they can keep that going and hopefully they can kind of get on a run here but sit in the first point just a really 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 good all-around performance number of key areas they've really excelled in and yeah when you do when you nail all those key areas you're going to score 138 points and win by you know whatever it was 20 23 24 points hornets win at 138 to 109 as they sting the bucks in milwaukee to improve to 11 and 29 on the season and again, the Hornets led this one by as many as 32. It came down a little bit there towards the end for a 29-point advantage. But a win is a win is a win, especially on the road in the NBA. Coming up, we'll have our top performer segment here of the Hornets Hivecast. That's coming your way here right after this on EHHC. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but... Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melody. 
Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf stem cell technology. It's Melon Leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The winning edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Rob Longo alongside the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, with you here on this winning edition of the HHC 138 to 109. Hornets win it in Milwaukee. Time now for our top performers. And like I said in that first segment and in the opening as well, there were a lot of options to pick from. Sam, as the guest of honor, I will let you go first because whoever you pick, I am definitely going to have a couple lined up right behind them. Yeah, a lot of easy options in this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Terry Rozier. 39 points, most by a Hornet player this season. Had 17 in the first quarter on 7-11 shooting. Hit 3 of 6 from 3. I think he had 25 at half. Really, really efficient to start off with. And I think the 17 points in that first quarter tied his most in any quarter of the season from the fourth quarter against the Lakers the other night, too. So it hasn't been, you know, the, the easiest month for Terry. I think, you know, he had the, the hip injury during the West Coast trip and has kind of been feeling things out past couple weeks but hopefully this is a sign you saw at the end of that Lakers game I think the start of the Memphis game was pretty good and then you saw this one obviously hopefully he's starting to get going a little bit because if they can get him going which they're going to need to with Kelly Oubre out for for a little while they're going to need that offense and you know it was really good for not only the Hornets to get this performance for Terry Rozier last night but for Terry Rozier to have that kind of performance last night because we've missed these these 35 plus close to 40 point outings and yeah, he was really, really good, particularly in that first half. was a big reason they got off to that huge lead. Tiro, screen to his left, he'll use it. One-on-one with Bobby Portis. Rozier, step back three on its way, and it's good again. Terry Rozier's first of the half. It's a season-high 32-point performance. Hornets 99, but 75. And, of course, Terry was able to expand on that point total, and the Hornets were able to expand on that lead as well in a 138-109 to win in Milwaukee last night. You can't go wrong with a guy like T-Row. He was ultra scary last night, 15-29 to from the field, 6-15 beyond the arc, 3-4 for four from the free throw line, 4 assists. He was a plus 27 in the plus-minus yesterday. Terry Rozier is certainly a good top performer pick. For me, I have to go with a guy that is just on another level right now, or at least he's been for the the last 14 games, and we'll talk about that here in a few minutes, but I got to go with LaMelo Ball. Rebound to the Hornets. LaMelo the other way. Step back three on its way. It's good, and it's another 20-point performance as LaMelo rips the net cord for his seventh made three of the game. One off his career high, which came here at Pfizer Forum about 13 months ago. Something about Melo playing in Milwaukee, I guess, says he finishes with 24 points, three boards, 12 assists for a double-double, 7-13 beyond the arc. He was a plus 31 in the plus-minus. That was the best plus-minus of anybody out there on the floor. I just like what he brings to the offense. It's a no-brainer, of course. He is the engine. He is the guy that does everything for this Hornets offense, and I think a couple of steals in there as well last night was able to get him in transition. And the best thing I liked about LaMelo Ball last night was he had zero turnovers, and that was huge in the game. Of course, we already talked about how the Hornets only had five turnovers out as a whole, but LaMelo with absolutely zero is really good to see as well. After the game, your top performer, Sam, Terry Rozier, talked about my top performer, LaMelo Ball, and what he's been bringing to this team ever since he returned from that injury? Uh, just being himself, man. Just being himself. Everybody knows uh, Melo's a special player, and, you know, he's, he's definitely doing a good job of leading us and, you know, looking for his shot, too. 
and he's he's lights out right now. And you know, it's, it's all the work he put in. But um, you know, he's he's been, he's been he's been great for us. Combined last night, Terry Rozier and Lamelo Ball, twenty three of fifty from the field, and they were 13 of 28 from beyond the arc combined. When your backcourt's able to do that night in and night out, Sam, that's something else. I know we haven't seen it this year, obviously, because of the shooting woes of the Hornets and the injury woes, more importantly, that these guys haven't really been able to share the floor a whole lot for the last couple of weeks, obviously, with all of those injuries. But when this backcourt's able to combine for numbers like that, it's going to be really hard to beat them. Yeah, and and the Hornets need these two to kind of I guess that they're going to start getting this thing turned around. And, and Terry spoke about that after the game. And, and yeah, they were tremendous. I mean, the first quarter, they really, really set the tone. You could feel the energy. You could feel them pushing the pace, even, you know, generating turnovers. Even if they weren't leading two transition points, you got the Bucks moving. They had them on their heels, scrambling around, things like that. And kind of got them tired. I mean, you mentioned this is their third game in four nights from Milwaukee. Uh, and I think their last game, two nights ago, went into overtime in that crazy game up in, in Toronto. So they were definitely kind of feeling it at this point. And, and to kind of get them on their heels early and get them moving with all the ball movement, with driving to the basket and, and you know, keeping them on their heels with the three points and, and things like that, it, those two were, were as big a part of, of getting this thing off to a great start as, as anybody. And, and credit Mason Plumlee, too, because I thought he was really good on both ends, rebounding, playing physical, also pushing the pace, and, and finishing at the rim, too. So it's a fun game when you've got so many guys performing and contributing, to. I think Cliff mentioned that after the game as well. It, it, when they broke the lineup, it, it felt like the bench kind of kept it kept the fuel going and, and everybody was contributing whether it was defending whether it was rebounding hitting shots things like that too so it's a fun one and it's fun when everyone not only is it fun to win it's fun when you get wins that everybody is kind of chipping in especially when it's been kind of a tough season so far from the hornets you beat a team like milwaukee it just shows that when you put everything together and you play the way you're capable of playing that you can go out and, and play with the best in the NBA. Once again, Hornets win it last night, 138-109 to in Milwaukee. A lot of numbers in this one, of course, with such a high score and such great performances. We're going to try to break them all down the best we can next here on a Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, dance bro. <laughs> See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. 
Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Jalen McDaniels, first free throw is good. A 50-point quarter. I take that to mean that this is the first time ever the Hornets have had such a thing in franchise history. And let's make it 51. 51-28, Charlotte leads after a quarter of play. That's how it sounded on the Hornets radio network last night as Charlotte put up 51 points in that opening frame last night in route to that 138-109 to win in Milwaukee. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, with you here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, putting a button on this one. Sam, we got a lot of numbers to talk about after that game last night. I gave a handful of them already. Season highs in the half, that first half, of course, for Charlotte that led it 84-60. to Season high and a half for points. That is a franchise mark for first half points scored. Field goals made, 33, and they also were able to make 14 three-pointers there in the first half. They finished the night with 20, which is also a season high so far on the campaign up until this point. But the biggest number, of course, is that 51. We already talked about it a little bit. Franchise record for most points in any quarter. Now it goes a little bit deeper. 51 points is tied for the most for the opening quarter in NBA history. You have to go back to those almost unbeatable Warriors teams. January 15th of 2019 is when that mark was reached. So I know we're in a little bit of rarefied air here, but I mean, Sam, you've been doing this for quite some time now. You've been covering the Hornets for a while now, and I don't think you probably, well, of course you have never seen a quarter like that before, but what was it like? What was going through your mind during that first 12 minutes last night? I think when it got to, I want to say it was like 15-4, and you got there was an 11-0 run by the Hornets, something like that, and they took a timeout, and it's like, okay, this is the kind of start they need. They, they seem to always play well against Milwaukee. I don't know whatever it is. The games always seem to be kind of tightly contested the past few years regardless of who's playing on either side. And um, they got off to a good start, and then the good start kept going, and the good start kept rolling. And then when you got almost midway through the 30s and there's still four or five minutes left, you're like, okay, this is starting to look like I think it's time to get out that head and basketball reference and start looking at where this is going to be from a historical context and just keeps going and going. And then, you know, how cool would it be to get to 50 and then get to 50? And then you realize, oh, wow, there's only one team that's ever had 51 in a in a first quarter in NBA history. And I actually remember the 49 they had, the Hornets had, uh, I think it was at home in February 2018, the previous franchise record for points in a quarter uh, against Indiana. Uh, I remember that one kind of for whatever reason. But to get 51, I mean, that's just – 
I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start, and you couldn't ask for a better start uh, to the road trip. You know, that you look at the, the way this kind of breaks out. I think this was probably on paper supposed to be the toughest game against Milwaukee in the way they've been playing at home. I think there's, they were 16-4 and four coming in, down Chris Middleton, but, you know, Giannis and, and Drew Holiday and Brooks Lopez are obviously a handful. And you start the road trip with, with 51 points in the first quarter, and to kind of keep that momentum going, I think it's a great confidence booster. Um, the way they finished the game, like I said, I was really thought was really good. You know, to kind of keep their foot on the gas and hope this momentum can continue. Going to Indiana, they've been playing well. They've already beaten the Hornets once once this year, but you've shown kind of the value of getting off to a good start and playing ahead on the road, uh, which is something that's kind of been a focal point. You know, this month playing away from Charlotte for the Hornets too. So yeah, 51 points. I don't know when we'll see it again necessarily, but uh, I wouldn't complain if it happens tomorrow night in Indiana. I don't know about you. Certainly no complaints on this side. That would be quite the stretch from this Hornets team, and you never know when you go to an NBA game. They play 82 games for a reason, and something crazy can happen night in and night out. A couple of other milestones reached, some achievements, some numbers, some facts and figures, whatever you want to call it from this one. We'll start with Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley, 17 points, 15 rebounds. That is double-double career number 101 for him. So congratulations to Mason Plumley. Of course, we talked about career number 100 just a few nights ago, but able to just continue that streak of having multiple games in a row with double doubles, really with double digit points, double digit rebounds, what have you. Also another number to talk about. And of course, we'll talk about this a little bit later as well. Sure. And you mean within the next week or so, hopefully is that head coach Steve Clifford has now tied Alan Bristow for the most wins in franchise history with Alan Bristow at 207. And this is the one that I was really keeping my eye on last night, or at least the reason why I picked the mellow ball as my top performer is he had 24 last night. That is now his 14th consecutive game where he's had 20 or more points. He is now tied for second in franchise history for the longest streak. He ties Kendall Gill, who also had 14 right around the same time of the season, dating back to December 20th of 1991 through January 20th of 1992. He's still got a little bit of ways to go to get to Glenn Rice's all-time record in Hornets history. Glenn Rice had 28 consecutive games of 20 or more from February 11th, 1997 to April 9th of 1997. So still some work for Lamelo to do in that regard, but Sam, I know you're a numbers guy. I know you're a stats nerd and there were a lot of numbers to, to like from this one, and if I missed any that you enjoyed, please pass them along because there were a lot, and I probably forgot a couple along the way. I will say that it is cool to see LaMelo being on this run of 14 straight 20-point games, but to think that he's only halfway to the franchise record is still a little ways to go. He could do it. You never know, but looking back at that 28 by Glenn Rice, I mean, that was quite a season. I want to say he finished third in scoring that year in the NBA. Uh, it was the year he won All-Star Game MVP, and sort of looking at the record of Glenn Rice, it sort of corresponds with the beginning of the All-Star game. It was uh, mid-February and went all the way to April 9th. So that's rarefied air in Hornets in Hornets history. And something else I liked, it wasn't necessarily a record per se, but you mentioned it earlier, to have LaMelo 12 assists with zero turnovers. That's the most assists he's had in a single game in his career with zero turnovers. Uh, I was curious to see how many guys in Hornets history have had a 12 assists or more with zero turnovers, a lot of times have gone to Muggsy Bogues. He's done it actually 24 times. There's been a handful of guys that have done it one time. Brevin Knight has done it twice, but uh, I expected, I didn't necessarily, I was curious to see uh, if LaMelo would be in more rarefied air there, but holy cow, have Muggsy Bogues have 24 games in his career with, with 12 assists, at least 12 assists and zero turnovers. 23 to go, I guess, in that department too. So 
these are always like the fun games I like when the box score is just full of different stats and numbers and records too. So a lot of good stuff. Lamelo, Terry, Mason. Let's keep it rolling. See if we can get some more tomorrow night against the uh, against the Pacers. A lot of numbers in this one. A lot of numbers to love as the Hornets win at one thirty eight to one oh nine. Going to look to string together a pair of wins tomorrow night in Indiana. It's going to be a five o'clock tip. It's a little bit of a weird time. Four p.m. airtime on the flagship sports radio WFNZ. Of course, we'll have your game preview tomorrow. It'll be myself and Sam Farber for this one. In the meantime, Sam Perley, lead writer of Hornets.com. Thank you so much and joining me on today's winning edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Of course, thank you for having me. Thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. A reminder, of course, we will have tomorrow's game preview for you on tomorrow's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. But in the meantime, for Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow once again on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.